can you come on man can you go down to the microphone on the bottom left you just where got it says lost. mute oh you want me to mute it no. <laughs> oh dude come on don't make me mute it <laughs> why am i muting it come on man Come on, man. I'm not Tom, Tom Jack, my man. Look, <laughs> 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 and I are trying to start a podcast empire, and we just uh... no, he's joking. That's where the that's where the advanced settings are. Click, <laughs> click the arrow next to the mute button. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Click this arrow next to the mute button. This tiny, <laughs> the tiny just chair. log out. <laughs> Hover yeah. over the mute button. And then delete your Zoom account. <laughs> this is the Vampire Journal podcast. <laughs> Easy. All right, cool. So, Chase, you had a good day in fantasy like yesterday, huh? Yeah, I did. Um, got a total of four teams, and it's looking like we're going to go 4-0 and on the day. No way. And, You're going to win all your fantasy league games, huh? That's pretty yep. – that's kind of rare. Well, um, other than Sleeper, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, the the four-team dynasty league that Chase and Daniel he, and Steven and I have. Yeah, that I, ha- I have the most challenge checking that one because <laughs> it's not on the ESPN with our Vampire League or my um, other big league, my Yahoo Money League. Um, so I've – I check the sleeper from time to time, but that's the one I uh, lose track of on occasion. It's funny you bring that up, Chase, because just this morning, uh, you should have an invite on that sleeper app, but for the Vampire League, uh, we transferred all of our information over to the sleeper app. So that league is active, and technically you could go do your research on that sleeper app and get more more analytics um interesting yeah yeah so that, exactly. that was an option. interesting yeah I, I didn't know that was an option but uh my uh my, my biggest win yesterday was uh one where my team didn't show up in my yahoo league oh yeah and, and this is my money league it was a hundred dollars to enter but i came in to um the night game and he had Tom Brady and Damian Harris, and I had Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown got me 13 points. Tom Brady got him 11, and Damian Harris got him 4.6. Right. So I snuck out a win by 1.7. Holy shit. That's, that's a... All because yeah, Tom Brady wasn't going. throwing touchdown passes. Yeah, no, I was pretty excited. It's a good day for me, even though I didn't pay attention much well chase let's take our our focus over to the two leagues that we're here about today yeah Uh, let's start with uh with the vampire league you've got yourself uh a strong day scoring 134 points against robbie robbie's one uh probably about one player shy of blowing up to get a chance to beat you today would you say that's correct that is correct yeah um, I I tend to have good luck playing against Robbie. Uh, you know my record's not quite as strong as it is against Kurt, where I never lose. But I, I tend to have a good run against Robbie, and 
I mean, we showed up this week. We didn't show up last week, and um, everybody showed up this week and put up decent numbers across the board. So I felt pretty strong about how we played. And I believe I still have Darren Waller to go. So right. we should Robbie's, be uh, putting in the house with 116 points. Yeah. Three points from CD Lamb. And uh, another uh, performance from Kyle Pitts. He got nine points, but Cooper Cup came yeah. back to earth with 11. And so with those three people scoring a total of 23 points, you know, that that's not going to do it in the Vampire League. Yeah. And in typical Rod. Robbie fashion I don't think it would have made a difference but it looks like uh, another wrong quarterback choice yep Chase you're a guy that listens to the podcast Aaron Rodgers with 24.12 points sits on the bench this week as Robbie started Josh Allen who you know gets a blowout 40 to zip win over Houston but they end up benching Allen in the fourth quarter and backup quarterback Mitchell Trubisky gets a rushing touchdown in the fourth quarter uh, which would have given six more points and, and closer but but you know still uh, Robbie chose the wrong quarterback this week. Yeah and I have Josh Allen in my other league and I was disappointed with the 20 point performance also because it looks like Tyler Bass, I didn't watch the game much other than the first quarter, but it looks like Tyler Bass got a ton of field goals as well and racked up some points on field goals as well. So it looks like they just weren't punching them in um, for touchdowns, but they didn't need it. Well, let's talk a little bit of weather. I thought it was interesting that like Josh Allen had a pretty easy day weather-wise to play Houston, whereas this New England game, I had no idea it was going to be that bad of weather until I turned the TV on. Yeah, um, I had no clue it was going to be that bad. Um, I have Godwin on my team. I considered starting him over Hopkins just because I thought Hopkins might have a tough matchup with the Rams and um, maybe getting covered by Josh Norman. I believe Josh Norman, yeah, he's still with the Rams. But uh, um, no, I I rolled the dice with Hopkins, and he had a worse day than usual, but... um, still outperformed Godwin and I think it was the right play to not play uh, Chris Godwin this week correct and uh you know as it goes for the Vampire League all blowouts again this week minus your 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 affair with Robbie but if Darren Waller does open up a can of whoop ass on Monday Night Football uh it yeah could be a, you know a 160 uh game to 116 uh against yeah. Robbie uh I uh have reg- <laughs> regressed smoking jay cutler is going to beat me by doubling my score 142 to 77 i still have keenan allen and austin eckler playing i'm down 65 points and basically chase the way it works out is uh if i can get two 30 point scores maybe i have a chance tonight in austin yeah. eckler and keenan allen on the same team um i don't expect that to happen uh but oh. you know Crazier things have happened in league play on Monday Night Football. We'll see what happens. This is the Vampire Journals Podcast. Just want to take a second and say the Vampire Journals is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. We want you to know that ZipRecruiter's focus has not changed. They're still doing what they have always done, helping people find work and helping businesses find the right people for their open roles. If you're looking for a job, ZipRecruiter is working with you to find the right job faster. In fact, Curtis Jackson, CEO of Rock City Kicks, Fayetteville, needed to hire a director of socks, posted a job on ZipRecruiter, and found the best person for the role in just a few days. 
Four to five employers who posted on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Visit ZipRecruiter.com slash Vampire Journals. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Vampire Journals. Now back to the pot. The marquee matchup of the week, the vampire is going to be defeated by Kurt Taylor, 177 to 94. Daniel, just like he thought, he thought last week might have been one of his best attempts, and uh, his team uh, sadly couldn't put it all together except for 35 points from Debo Samuel and 34 points from Cordero Patterson, who sat screaming on the Vampire's bench. Had he started him, uh, this may have been a much closer play. But, uh, but Kurt came prepared. Kurt sat behind 47 points with Tyreek Hill, and uh, just about everybody else on his team, including DJ Moore, had big days of 30 points, 20 points, 20 points, 20 points, just all over the board. And he took care of business against the Vampire. So it was a pretty good week in the Vampire League. Chase, you're going to go to three and one. And uh, barring any uh, injury to Darren Waller tonight, uh, you'll come out of this week unscathed. So how do you feel about your standing in the league so far? Um, I feel pretty good. Uh only concern with me right now is I'm starting to worry about running back depth a little. Um, I'm obviously I had Gus Edwards go down before the first game. So um, that hurt me. And then Miles Gaskin apparently is healthy, but three carries, two carries, two or three carries yesterday, whatever it was, it was not impressive. And I'm starting to worry that he's getting a uh, move to the back of the Dolphins running back rotation and, so that might hurt my depth a little. Um, I think that would leave me with about four running backs. And uh, as long as they can stay healthy, I'm good because they're all better than Gaskin and Edwards. But if they don't stay healthy, then I could um, have some challenges coming down the road or maybe looking for to acquire a running back from somebody else in the league. Other, <laughs> I will say that I was a fucking idiot uh, this morning or yesterday morning, and I uh, totally used the waiver wire accidentally in the Vampire League. <laughs> just, I have no idea what I did. I was just moving so quickly before the 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 deadline for the first game, and I have Robert Tanyan on my bench in another league, and I tried to pick up Mike Gusecki to put on this thing, and I can't believe that happened. So, Quinn, I was looking at the waivers, and so are you not able to add Tunyon back? What's our uh, oh well, yeah, it's like that's the hilarity too. Uh, is like the big mistake is that when I dropped him, he becomes a waiver claim for me specifically, and I believe maybe everybody else in the league. But so that's that's yeah, right. Him, so Daniel could technically pick him up myself. Hypothetically, I don't know the vampire would go there, but could the vampire? in his evil ways, maybe take your guy off the waivers so he never gets added back to your roster. And then maybe you'd be down a man. <laughs> you know, that uh, maybe that could have happened in that moment if he was dropped Sunday morning. I don't know if he could have been picked up. Picked back up. I, I know that for one, we're not allowed to do that. So, I don't know. I feel like a dumbass. Yeah. I was super cooked from uh, the Sunday morning countdown show we did yesterday. Um, Vegas, baby. It does yeah. it to you. 
I know. I yeah, I was in Vegas, which I love having you on the podcast because Chase, we have gotten to bet together in uh Las Vegas at the sports books. And that was one yeah. of the things that I was trying to go to. I went to Vegas. Uh, I walked over to the sports book and then realized that I couldn't bet on anything for Sunday because I wasn't going to be in town during the results. So I wasn't yeah. to, like cash. Yeah. And then you have to, you'd have to return to cash it. So, uh, well, I th- think they may have a policy where you can mail in tickets, but that gets complicated. I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah. hundred percent. So I was, I was missing out on the thing, but have you, uh, have you been betting on any sports, any football? Yeah. So this is a, big time of the year um big hobby of mine is betting on football and most specifically co- college football um so every week i listen to a couple podcasts um i try to track lines numbers so i can catch good lines and um put in probably around 10 college football bets a week um occasionally i'll put in nfl bet, bet here or there but um Football and basketball are the sports I bet, I like to bet on the most, and um, college football is my favorite when it comes to um, sports gambling. And then, uh, so then, like you you uh, you live in a state that you can bet. Is that correct or no? Or how does this work? Uh, let's not let's not look at the technicalities of oh, if I can technically. Awesome bet in my state i used to live in illinois which is a state that's open to sports betting um i, I currently live in texas which is a state that is not okay cool well you know every time we have another podcast it feels like we've we get into some legalities with you i don't want to do that today yeah yeah it's, it's just the state i live in it's it needs to be more open-minded to a lot of things I agree. We'll, we'll not get into the political aspect of my state currently. Chase, why are you drinking Diet Dr. Pepper? What? I like Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Drink a goddamn beer like a man. Yeah, they, they cut like uh, Don't you know, Chase, he's been drinking Diet DPs all his life, bro. Dr. Pepper. Created in the 1880s by pharmacist Charles Alderton in Waco, Texas, and first served around 1885, Dr. Pepper was first nationally marketed in the United States in 1904. Now sold in Europe, Asia, North and South America, Australia, and as well as New Zealand. You can find Dr. Pepper in South Africa as an imported good. And variants include Diet Dr. Pepper and additional flavors. I used to drink like four Dr. Peppers a day when I was a kid. So it's like Kentucky, um, it's like Kentucky Deluxe at that point, you know. I, I was water. Eighty percent other spirits. When you drink that many calories, uh, I had to cut it down. So just don't drink it at all. Then, then you don't have to worry about the calories. I like to waste my calories on beer now. So twenty-eight bucks for Tyreek Hill. Come visit the Dr. Pepper capital of the world. Our company sells more Dr. Pepper in the Roanoke Valley area of Virginia than in any other metropolitan area east of the Mississippi River. Roanoke is approximately 90 miles east of the hometown of Dr. Charles T. Pepper, which is Rural Retreat, Virginia, and 30 miles east of Christianburg, Virginia. John William Bill Davis opened the first Dr. Pepper plant east of the Mississippi and Roanoke in 1936. Subsequently, the city was named the Dr. Pepper capital of the world. 
and broke world records for its mass consumption of Dr. Pepper in the late 1950s. Dr. Pepper donated a portion of its sales revenue in the Roanoke area to finance restoration of a circa 1950s neon Dr. Pepper sign, which was the company's 10 to 4 logo for a time. In downtown Roanoke, in October 2015, the city declared October 24th, 10 to 4, to be its official Dr. Pepper Day. Well, let's let's uh, finish off our convo talking about the Ray Lewis League. Chase, you thought you're going four and zero today. You're facing Derek Babb in the Ray Lewis League. You're he's two and one in sixth place. You're two and one in third place, and you're in the clubhouse with 113 points this week. And Derek has two people yet to play tonight on Monday Night Football: Keenan Allen and Daniel Carlson of the Las Vegas. Raiders the kicker so he's got 78 points he's down about 35 points do you think he can put it together to come back on Monday Night Football I really don't um I'm, that's why I think I'm going for a no here uh kick, kickers have a ceiling kickers really don't score much um more than 10 to 15 points so even if Carlson has a great day Keenan Allen's going to need a um incredible day as well and Chargers just have so many weapons. Yeah, I, I feel pretty confident. Um, I have defeated the anal fisters this week. I see. Well, we've got another matchup that's in similar score uh, and similar situations with one player yet to play. That's Justin Herbert. Jay Moneybags has 71 points, and he's trying to come back. He needs 47 points to come back and defeat cross-eyed Dilfer, who's sitting at two and one. He's got 118 points backed behind 29 points from Saquon Barkley this week doesn't look like there's a big opportunity for Jay to explode unless you know Justin Herbert uh kind of blows up on Monday Night Football yeah I I think Herbert will have a big game but 47 points is a lot so Crossite Dilford's just got a really good team um and especially with Saquon getting hot that's definitely a team that I think is one of the league favorites Mm -hmm. one of the uh trends that we have this week is daniel in the vampire league had cordero patterson on the bench with a huge score day daniel has cordero patterson in this league as well and he's down 86 to 127 against his rival tristan weaver so daniel missed week on patterson in two leagues and i think that's going to be one of the linchpins in his losses yeah that hurts um patterson's just a unique player for from a fantasy perspective because I think traditionally he was speaking he's a receiver but teams like to run him out of the backfield and he's been in the league for a little while and he's prone to have these big games but it requires a lot of touches and sometimes his team feeds him and sometimes they don't um, it looks like Atlanta um, since Atlanta doesn't have many weapons they're they've been finding a way to get him the ball this year and um, I definitely think it's somebody that Daniel should start going forward um, because it looks like he's getting touches this year and he has a lot of ways to impact the game. Right. I watched the game a lot yesterday. It was on red zone uh, in the morning and uh, it really seemed like Matt Ryan, it, it's not like the comment where like they have a big connection or like they're kinetic or they have breakfast together. 
you know, or that bullshit. But it just seems like Cordell Patterson athletically and and the way he's positioned on the field is like the most reliable player now for the Atlanta, you know, Falcons offense. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his game logs. It looks looking like he's getting six or seven running attempts a game as well to go with all the um uh passing targets. So yeah, definitely somebody to watch for and that I think could have an impact um, helping Daniel's rosters going forward. Mm-hmm. We'll be watching uh, Darren Waller tonight on Monday Night Football. Another person who's closely watching Darren is Sandusky Shower. He's one and two. He's playing Zhud the stud, who's also one and two. But Zhud's in the clubhouse at one forty. So it looks like Sandusky Shower needs about twenty nine points to come back and uh, throw some shade on Hud the stud. Do you think? Uh, we've got 29 points out of Darren Waller tonight. Again, heavy ask. Um, I think Waller's going to have a good game. I have him in the Vampire League, but um, 29 is too high an ask. Um, I think his ceiling's probably around 20 tonight. The Luminade Packlight Spectra USB Portable Solar Lantern as seen on Shark Tank, it's powered by solar use and also powered by USB with an internal battery capable of running for over 24 hours. The Luminate Packed Light Spectra offers nine color changes and nine modes of color changes. Packs flat and can also be inflated. The solar panel design allows it to be charged anywhere. It's water resistant. 12-hour max runtime in two years of storage life. Floats, recharges in 10 hours of direct sunlight. Luminate, the maker of brilliant things, is proud to bring you the Packlight Spectra USB. All right, so uh, Chase, let's talk a little bit about Sam's team. Sam's sitting big. He's going to win his week against Purple Rain in fifth place. Stephen Fox, two and one, is going to go to two and two. Sam's going to go to two and two. And he scored 132 points this week. He's got, uh, uh, Stevens ended with 90, uh, 26 from Kyler Murray and 41 points from Terry Kill. Those were his keepers. And that's going to be another victory for Sam. Yeah. Um, surprising as it sounds. I'm really high on Sam's team as well. Um, as long as I've been listening to the pod, know that Daniel's very high on him, penciled him into the playoffs as well as my team already. Um, and Sam just ha- keeps having things go right for him. Just glancing at his roster, I mean, like, Chenault, Jaguars, with Shark going down, Chenault's going to get all the tr- all the throws his way um, for the Jaguars going forward. So. I think he has potential to have a bigger year than was expected. Um, it looks like Fournette's getting the touches out of the Bucks' backfield right now. So that's a good person for depth purposes on his bench as well. <laughs> Today's Hit of Weed is brought to you by LG Window Air Conditioners. Providing heating and cooling needs for those without a central HVAC system, LG air conditioners and heaters offer supreme performance at a low-end cost. Reliable with digital thermostats and remote control options, 
We offer BTU options for rooms both small and large alike. LG Electronics, here for a brighter tomorrow. Now, Chase, um, I'm going to stop you right there. Because that brings me to our next topic about the trade that Sam made with me, trading away Mike Williams, who's one of the, the top five wide receivers in the league. He traded yeah. to me for what people called garbage two weeks ago in Leonard Fournette and LaVisca Chenault. And they still sit on Sam's bench. He hasn't even utilized them, but they scored 16 and 13 points this week, which is good for this league. What do you think about them now in retrospect? Is this an even more even trade now that the, the league is developed? I'll admit, I, I, I've actually always been pretty high on Chenault. I think the Jaguars offense is trash, but I've always been pretty high on Chenault. Thought he had the, the capability to break out. And now that Shark is down, and Chenault is the true go-to receiver for the Jaguars. Um, hindsight, that trade's, trade's looking a lot better than it did initially. I think with Sam's team, there may be some issues at the running back going forward. Tyreek Hill seems to be boom or bust. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's got a good team top to bottom right now. And um, as long as he can stay healthy and continue making um, the waiver pickups he needs to make and send his lineup through the bye weeks, he should be in the playoffs. Yeah, he started Marvin Jones Jr., who's also a Jacksonville Jaguars receiver. So depth chart-wise, who's ahead of who in Jacksonville? Um, I think it's Chenault. I think Chenault has more talent. Um, I think we pretty much know what Marvin Jones Jr. is. Um, I would start Chenault going forward. Yeah, Chenault but, is younger wide receiver. Marvin Jones yeah, is not his yeah, first team. Yeah, I watched Chenault in college, and he made some great plays in college. He was a very explosive player in college. And then in his running backs, he had Chase Edmonds, who everybody's high on, and Mike Davis scoring 10 points. But uh, Leonard Fournette technically outscored both of them with 16.5. And uh, he sits probably in, in the starting position now for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers. Correct. Yeah. And the, the only challenge I see with this roster really is um, maybe potential running back issues where there's some inconsistencies on who's getting the ball. Mm. Yeah. I, I just don't see a lot of weaknesses with these rosters. Um, the weakness would probably be the manager um, from a historical perspective. So hopefully Sam can just keep monitoring his roster and making some waiver claims sending it during the bye weeks and then um if that's the case the roster is good enough to make the playoffs yep yep i agree i think uh steven's team will bounce back as well yeah um but last game uh of the conversation andy and me played for one of these lo <laughs> loser leaves homes matchups and and we showed up for sure and in, in, in a loser situation uh andy is in the clubhouse with 87 points he's 0 3 12th place in the league and chase i have three people left three people yet to play on monday night football i'm one and two sitting eighth place in the league uh and i have 34 points on the scoreboard currently <laughs> i uh i think you have a shot quinn and you need to pull this out but um yeah, the the shots there. Um, yeah, to be clear, I've got Derek Carr, Austin Eckler, and uh, Mike Williams uh, to play. Yeah, uh, tonight on Monday Night Football, there's a 57% winning probability currently for Andy. 
Uh, I'm down uh, 53 points uh, just about, and I need 53 points from three players. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. It'll be a low-scoring affair uh, to see uh, who's going to be around the bottom of the league come Tuesday. Luckily, luckily, playoffs are determined by wins and losses. I know the points help, and that's the tiebreaker. But, I mean, if you can pull out a win here, Quinn, you're staying alive. You're going to need some better days going forward. But um, two wins, you're, you're still in the conversation. Yes. You, you really don't want to lose another game. I know. I know. And yeah. uh, Andy's in the same boat. Andy could come yeah. together, get his first win of the year. So it's been a good week. Um, I'd say that the way it looks is we're going to have a couple uh, three and one teams, uh, but that two and two uh, grouping is going to start to uh, sort of run together for the rest of the season for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I, so it looks it looks pretty wide open. Um, definitely have some teams at the top of the league that I think are a little stronger than others. Um, but yeah, no, that the playoff spots at the end of the fifth, six playoff spots. I think those are completely up for grabs. And I mean, even Andy's team has a lot of potential, even though they're zero and four. But they can beat people, and Andy's going to manage them throughout the season. He's not going to give up. So mm-hmm. they'll definitely pull some wins down the line as well either way you know chase you're uh happy to join me on this monday morning you've got the baby with you uh how's it been hanging out at the house it's it's good good lack a little lack of sleep but um we are doing well baby's doing well yeah you know Um, we got a lot of fathers that check out the podcast uh so you're you guys aren't getting a lot of sleep because you said that the baby uh, wakes up for the 4 a.m. feeding and stays awake after that, correct? Correct, yeah. He's, he uh, like, likes to sleep during the day a little too much for our liking. And um, from 12 to 4, he's usually pretty good and calm, but he, he likes to wake up at 4 a.m. and not go back to bed till like 7, 8 a.m. So that causes some uh, challenges and um not not to lie it's hurting our sleep a little and we're a little cranky every morning but uh <laughs> luckily luckily you caught me around noon today so I'm a, I've had some Starbucks uh and I'm in a little better mood at this point and I'm a little more awake nice well I'm hopefully this was a good little little recess for you but thanks for having you Chase we'll put this out and uh catch everybody up on the weekend all right thanks Quinn good catching up with you yeah, any any last words? Anything you got to say? Um, you know, this is your this is your podcast. Well, yeah, let's let's throw out the Hogs game for a brief overview. Okay. Man, I don't know, guys. I mean, we, what's the answer? Uh, don't jump off sides. Don't hold a guy, and don't pass interference a guy. Hell, I don't know. I mean, I wish I did. We we wouldn't be doing it. We'll, we'll try to fix it, you know. We won four games in a row, beat, beat a 15 ranked, beat a seventh ranked team. We we got a good football team. Georgia's a hell of a lot better than us today. Hell of a lot better than us. You know, obviously, the entire team 
wasn't ready for a noon Eastern kickoff. And we weren't. And we, we felt like we were. We felt like we had a good week of practice. But, um, you know, just a lot of stuff we got to fix. That's why I'm a coach. I mean, it, you know, we got to fix stuff. We got to get better. And, and uh, all these questions you're asking me, hell, I, I know. I've seen the same thing you guys have. And it's my job to get it fixed. And that's what we will, that's what we'll do. Go Hogs, big Hog fan. So, um, Georgia's a really good team. I think there's two teams in the country that are way better than everybody else in Georgia and Alabama. Um, hopefully they can bounce back next week against Ole Miss. So, how good we'll, is Ole Miss? We'll just, Ole Miss has a good offense and they don't have much of a defense. Their defense looks a little better this year, but last year, I believe, their star quarterback that everybody loves that was in the Heisman conversation and uh, threw six interceptions against the Hogs. So hopefully Barry Odom and that defense can uh, put a strong showing together again and confuse them again this week, and hopefully we can bounce back. So um, I just think Georgia is way better than everybody else, and obviously the Hogs didn't bring their B game, their C game. It was the worst game of the year. So hopefully they can bounce, turn that around and bounce back for Ole Miss. So. Hopefully everybody's healthy and we got out of that game with um, less injuries than we were hoping. So, Right. And then any game that starts with like two false starts or something like that is not a good start. Yeah. <laughs> and a drop fair catch on the kickoff. and this, It was a disaster starting inside the 10-yard line for the first like four or five possessions. So can't win games like that against good teams and especially against dominant teams like that Georgia defense. So... Um, hopefully we can bounce back this week against Ole Miss. I think we play Kiffin pretty well usually, so I'm hoping we can come back and have a strong showing against um, the Rebels this week. Do you think uh, KJ Jefferson's going to play in the NFL? I don't. He, he doesn't pass well enough. He's a good athlete, but he doesn't pass well enough. Um, I don't. I don't think he has the. Um, capability to be as accurate as uh, Felipe Franks. And, I mean, the NFL is tough. you got to be able to make the passes. Um, he has arm strength, and, but Ryan Mallett played very little in the NFL, and Ryan Mallett had all the uh, core skills other than speed. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen for KJ in the NFL, but he can be a very productive college quarterback. Would you ever tickle your fancy and play like college fantasy football? Um, I've, I've looked into it before. It, there's just not really a product out there for it. Um, a lot of people do like homemade college fantasy football leagues. Not a lot, but some I guess do that. And it would definitely interest me. But then again, I feel fantasy football takes up a decent amount of my week on a Sunday and that would always be my preference because it's such a big deal um, and I really don't have the time to invest in uh, fantasy football for Saturdays as well for college so um, I like the pure aspect of college football and I'll, I'll just continue to betting the numbers and uh, looking at spreads for college football on Saturday and keep fantasy football in the NFL or keep fantasy football in the NFL. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. I'll let you go raise your kids. All okay. right. 
that would be uh, Peyton and Myers. Yes, two. We have we have a uh, kid that is eleven as well. He's also important. He uh, gets a little jealous of Peyton on occasion, but he loves Peyton as well. So um, I'm gonna go hang out with them for the rest of the afternoon. But uh, I'll, I'll let you go, Quinn. It was good catching up. For sure. I'll talk to you later, Chase. Thanks for coming. All right. Here.